0: Persistence culture. Persistence, firm or obstinate continuance in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. Culture, the customs, arts, social institutions, and achievements of a particular nation, people, or other social group.
1: Keep moving. This is Persistence Culture. It is time for another episode, and we got your co-host, Jason, in the house. What is up, Jason? Yo,
2: Mambo. What's going on, big dog? How you doing today?
1: Uh, doing good, man. Uh, we are back to where the podcast started. Where bro. it all
2: began, man. Back to, <laughs> back to square one. You know, sometimes you got to do a circle before you do the straight line. There so. you go,
1: man. So we're back at the radio station studios, and uh, it's nice to, to, to be back at it. Yesterday, uh, we took a break. Yep. But uh, we are back at it with another dope guest this week.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, I can't I can't wait for this episode. Uh, we got all kinds of things going on that we're trying to keep up with here in the show, but good luck with keeping up with today's guest. Um, what would see as impossible for most of us, she conquers on the daily. She's currently training with the game's most elite-level athletes as she prepares for the semifinals of the CrossFit Games. She's an alumnus of the prestigious UCLA Bruins University, and she is Persistence Culture very own superstar. We have... Not other than Skylar DeVault in the studio with us. How are you doing today, Skylar?
0: I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me.
2: Of course, of course. The the pleasure is all ours. I'm doing fantastic. Um, You know, the weather's getting nice. We're starting to get into uh, spring and summer months. Um, So, uh, like like I said, semifinals of the CrossFit Games. I mean, holy smokes, that's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's really nerve-wracking. It's my first year ever competing, too. Only been training for six months competitively. So Seriously. I Seriously. Yeah, I did not think I would be here. But um super stoked. I mean I'm not complaining, but it's nerve wracking Wow. Sure. That yeah. is incredible. So <laughs> you've
2: only been you've only been like actively training for six months in CrossFit.
0: I've been doing CrossFit not competitively and not to the caliber that I'm doing right now yeah. for about four years, but not every day, not, you know, I would just go do legs at the gym or, you know, it was more of that, but, um, competitively in the gym every day, if not twice a day for six months. So
2: damn, check yeah. you out. That is incredible. And so we're just looking at the tip of the iceberg then here for you talent level then. Holy smokes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And after training with the athletes in Nashville and proven, I have so much that I have to work on now. And I, I see a light at the end of the tunnel that I think one day, I mean, Hopefully, I can go to the games. Well, your
2: light's already pretty bright to me. I mean, you're already, hey, this day might be this year. I mean, you're in the semifinals, so your dream is still more than alive. So that's incredible. So tell me about that. I wanted to ask, where did you go to train?
0: So we went to CrossFit East Nashville um, in Tennessee, and this was the proven um, semifinal camp. So it was all the athletes that pay for the proven program, which is what we pay for. Um, Anyone. In that program, um, because it's a compete program, so it's all competitors. Anyone in that program who advanced to the semifinals was invited to go to Nashville. It was like, um, the actual camp was paid for. You didn't have to pay for anything. You just had to fly out and get a hotel. Um, And it was three days, um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, seven hours a day. and But they fed you. You got to just hang out with Tia Toomey was there. Brooke Wells was there. Sydney Wells. Like, Oh, my God. um, Yeah. So they were all there. And there was only... I think 28 of us total. So I was the only adaptive athlete. Um, Really? Yeah. There was one team um, and then the rest were individuals and I was the only adaptive one there. So So. cool. Congrats
2: to you. (laughs) That is, is badass. Yeah. So, so were you like working out with Tia Toomey and Brooke Wells and everybody? So they were all doing the wands with you? Yeah. Yeah. Right next to them.
0: Yeah. It it was very scary. I was really (laughs) nervous to go there and just, I don't know, being the only one who was different. I just, I didn't know how it would be. And, um, they just showed up, didn't treat me like anything different and were helping me the whole way. And it was perfect. Couldn't have been any better. And they that were is just, awesome. They were so nice. And um, yeah, it was just it was Perfect
2: dang yeah. that is that is really cool and now you have these contacts within the game so yeah. now when you make the games this uh this summer you got some friends waiting for you there
0: yeah yeah
2: <laughs> so, so that is awesome because me and mambo were kind of talking before and mm-hmm. i'd mentioned uh i knew that you were either going to tia toomey's like training camp i didn't know if she was going to be there but the only way that i could think of explaining her was like the female michael jordan of crossfit right like,
0: yeah no the best to ever do the sport male or female she's won the most events yeah. of anyone wow. she's past matt frazier now so so she's the best to ever do it yeah
2: it's nuts yeah and she's crazy and she also does like olympic like bobsledding or something yeah. like crazy uh, like luge the luge team or something like that for the australian olympics team yes she
0: did that and she also won a gold medal in the um i think it's called the commonwealth games for weightlifting so she got a gold medal in australia for weightlifting Jeez. so she's she's all over the place she's amazing
3: yeah
2: well,
0: <laughs> i probably spent the most time talking to her of anyone else there Really? Yeah. I don't know. She, she kept coming up to me and just being like, wow, you're amazing. And actually your boyfriend and and you actually remind me of me and Shane back in the day. And I was like, whoa, that's a compliment. (laughs) Hell yeah. That's a great
2: compliment. (laughs) That is, that is incredible. So I wanted to ask you, right? So mm -hmm. I, I didn't know what the context of it was now knowing that these top notch athletes were there. What was the toughest part about the training?
0: I think just the fact that I work full time and I get to the gym either early before work and I'm Mm -hmm. rushing to get out or rushing to finish work to get to the gym, Mm -hmm. I'm very limited on the amount of time I get to be there. And the difference, yeah, yeah. The difference with being at this camp was they are there all day, every day. And you would think it would be, I don't know, you would think you'd want to go home, but they have food, they have. I don't know, like a lounge area and they just hang out and talk to each other and they take long breaks and they, I don't know, it's, it's just such a different environment from anything I'm used to. So that was, it was hard, but also really cool at the same time is just, they're just there all day and it's just, I don't know how they do it, but, um, by the (laughs) end, by the end of the, by the end of the first day, I was, I was getting a little cranky, like ready to go home because I'm tired of (laughs) being, well, the end of the first day, the hardest workout we did was, um, or sorry, it was the second day, uh, the whole day we done weightlifting, conditioning, 40-minute EMOM. 40-minute um, yeah, EMOM. that was the first thing we did that day. Um, so just all Damn. this, all day long. And then the last workout was um, snatches, uh, burpees over a bar, and then a 30-minute assault bike. And your goal is sub, like, two minutes-ish, or that's what they were doing. And <laughs> I just remember I was on the assault bike absolutely blown up after 10 calories and I, there was a point where I kind of shook my head. I'm like, there's no way. I was totally blown up. Mm-hmm. And Tia, there's actually a picture. Tia is screaming in my ear going, come on, come on. Don't say you can't do it. Come on. You can do it. You can do it. And I somehow got through it. We finished and they go, okay, one more time. We're going to do that one more time. And so everyone <laughs> had to go again and we had to go on the 10 minute mark. So you only had as much rest as from when you finished Finish to the 10, to the 10 minute mark. Then after that first day, I just, I was, limping to the hotel room so tired and then I somehow was fine by the second day and kept going but that was extremely challenging and the the mental sounds like it yeah and they do every single workout like a competition so you have heats you have um tape at the end of the floor that you have to sprint across like at the end once you jump off the assault bike sprint across the tape So everything was like a competition and you're watching the heat before you go and they're dying. And I was sitting there sick to my stomach like I can't do this. There's no way. These are the best people in the world. And I'm watching them die. And you think I can go do the same thing? Yep. it was it was insane.
2: And you did it though, huh? You you completed it.
0: I did it. Yes, I did finish it. I finished the entire weekend, every workout, everything. Oh, yes.
2: Hell yeah, okay. that is badass, Kyler. I wouldn't expect anything less. Honestly, I'm, I've always I've only got to work out with you a handful of times, but I'm always incredibly impressed. And I thought it was funny that you said that, like you had to watch them uh, struggle before. Because I talked to some of the six a.m. Uh, members, and mm-hmm. I always do the five a.m. class, and they're like, "I hate coming to six a.m. when I normally come to five a.m. Yeah. because I show up right at the end of the workout, and you guys are all like laying on, on the, the ground, ground. dying, yeah. and yeah. <laughs> screaming in pain." And I'm like why did I come today but yeah it's like yeah. yeah I like to come 5 a.m <laughs> not knowing what's gonna happen and just get through it to start the day
0: yeah now imagine you see Tia Toomey on the ground and you're like <laughs> okay there's no hope for me yeah. there's no way
2: <laughs> might as well just kill me now yeah exactly so, so did they so so with all that working out I mean that's a lot of working out Friday mm-hmm. Saturday and Sunday I can yeah. barely just go do you know one of you know the prescribed workouts at persistence for three mm-hmm. days in a row without feeling incredibly beat down yeah did they go over like recovery techniques with you as well like did they have ice baths and stuff there for you or anything like that or no not really
0: because all of them already do all this I mean it wasn't that big of a deal for them but for me it's like like a lot of them own gyms almost Mm -hmm. every single one I talk to owns a gym so they coach in the morning work out all afternoon like coach in the evening work out in the evening so they're they're already there all day already getting the hour rest that we got when they're coaching a class and so I mean recover I mean it wasn't There is no recovery. Recovery is the next workout, right? Well it was sit down and eat and eat some, you know, fruit snacks or whatever to get your blood sugar back up Uh and then go again. So.
2: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So uh, was that your first time to Tennessee? It was.
0: Yeah. 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 And we tried to go downtown after the whole weekend and go party. <laughs> we were in bed by nine. Let me tell you, I tried. I was just so burnt out. I no couldn't do it. No gas left. So did, yeah. you,
2: did Johan get to go with you?
0: Yeah. He, he was there. So he was he was playing coach the whole weekend, learning from all of them. And that's um, cool. Yeah. So that's why that's why Tia said that um, he reminds um, or We remind her of her and Shane because uh, like from day one, she could tell that Johan's like always believing in me even Mm -hmm. when I don't and like I show fear easily. And so when I was seeing these workouts and freaking out, Johan was in my ear the whole time being like, "No, no, no, you can do it. Like you're fine. You can do it. And so I think that's what Tia saw that made her say that. Well, so.
2: big props to you, Johan. Well yep. done. Well done. Being the voice of calm yep. before the storm. Everybody everybody needs that. Um, and you're going to need more of it when you get ready for the uh, semifinals. So is yeah. that going to be online or is it going to be in person? Is it still online?
0: Yeah, it's virtual, unfortunately. Um, for everyone else, they have semifinals in person, but all the adaptive divisions are virtual. Um, every adaptive division except for three their uh, games or whatever you want to call it competition mm. is and ends at semifinals. But mine is one of three divisions that can actually go to the games. But you have and to get punch. top five. So
2: very cool. You got it. Hey, yeah. I, I looked at, I looked at the leaderboard, right? Mm-hmm. I looked at the, I looked at the scores and I saw that, uh, I think like, uh, Anne, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but Katu mm-hmm. from, uh, France is yep. up there, Elizabeth Bride's up there, but I was looking at your scores, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, you change a few reps here and there and maybe a workout that's a little yep. more better suited for your strengths. I mean, and you're only, you're only like a dozen away from being in like a top nine or so, a dozen yeah. points away. So.
0: Yeah. And I already feel way fitter than I did then, but like, Anne, for example, can do muscle-ups one arm so Holy i'm shit. looking at, yeah yeah <laughs> you want to talk about impressive she i just saw a video of her today doing three in a row unbroken muscle-ups that
2: is insane. nuts. that is nuts mm-hmm. wow well yeah. Big ups to you, but yeah. Skyler's coming for you, Anne. Yeah, right. You I'm heard coming. it you heard it here first. But wow, that's that's very that's very impressive. Um, right. so I was looking at the open workouts and they seem basically almost identical the, as everyone mm-hmm. else's. Um, was the open you mentioned you hadn't been doing competitive CrossFit for a while. Right. So was the open the first competition that you've ever actually done? Yep. Yeah?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I the nerves going into the open were insane. But actually that was especially the first and second workouts were everything I could have dreamed of for me. I mean, double, I was avoiding high rep double unders like the plague. That was the one thing. <laughs> you and, and, me pi- both, and pistol squats. I didn't, I did not want to see those. So I mean, burpees, I love, um, deadlifts. I love. So the yeah. second workout went really well for me. And then I don't even remember the first, first workout, to be honest, I think snatches, and box jump overs. Yeah. 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 So that, that was, went well for me, but, um, yeah. So I think I got lucky, but hopefully, I mean, the, I feel more prepared now. I think it's more
2: skill than luck, Skylar. But if you do get lucky in the semifinals and you could design the perfect workout for Skylar to get in that top five and make the games, what workout, what, what do you think those movements would consist of? Give me a three piece. You had to pick three movements to go together.
0: I am definitely, my sweet spot is medium weight and high reps. Okay. So I'm not like a body weight that I can do really quickly mm. or a heavy lifter per se. Um, so I would say probably dumbbell snatches. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> your
2: brave soul. I mean, you can pick anything you pick that guy. Yeah, probably okay.
0: dumbbell snatches, um, light-ish deadlifts mm-hmm. and burpees, yeah. I love
2: burpees. So a mixture of cardio with some moderate strength in there. Right, right. That's good. That's where I feel like I I struggle is the the muscular cardio. Mm -hmm. I'm okay at running. You know, I don't mind running 400s or 800s or anything. So when that stuff's sprinkled in there, even 200-meter sprints and stuff, that's all fine and dandy. But it's like when you tell me to do 21 thrusters at 95 pounds, I'm like,
0: shit yeah yeah i think thrusters are by far my least favorite yeah by far like i'm terrible at double unders but i wouldn't say they're my least favorite i would say thrusters
2: I cut it I'm, out get rid of yeah, them get rid of them just get rid of just them lose that movement crossfit and yeah. i think we'll all be a little i bit, think we all would agree yeah. yeah we all agree i think so maybe just like somebody like tia who's like "Nah, i'm already the best at him so <laughs> right we'll, just, we'll right. just keep them for my strategic we'll advantage yep. you know um so so that, that's really cool, and uh, I'm, I'm just excited to see the CrossFit Games opening up a whole new world for adaptive athletes uh, because, like you said, you've been doing it for four years. Mm-hmm. You've only been doing it competitively for six years. What made you decide to start doing it competitively?
0: Well, actually, I had no idea. So last year was the first year they did the adaptive division. Mm-hmm. I had no idea I, that they were even doing it. I didn't have social media at that time, so I didn't see any of it. And I just remember I was watching the games because it's my favorite thing to do. I count down watching the games mm-hmm. and I saw the adaptive athletes and I was like, wait a minute, I can do that. Wait, I can do that. Like I could actually be comparable to these people. Yeah. And so I was like, screw it. Let's try it. And Heck so yeah. that's when I started training. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Well,
2: we are lucky. We were lucky that you said screw it and start trying yeah. and, and big ups to CrossFit for giving you the, the Avenue to do right. it. Um, so before you were competing competitively, did you, because for you to do like a barbell movement, for instance, mm-hmm. for, for uh, deadlifts, was that something you were already using, using like a, an adaptive um, piece of equipment for you to be able to move the barbell? Or? Honestly,
0: I have only been deadlifting for probably less than a year because really? I just figured out how to adapt for it. So everything, pretty much everything that... I've adapted for in CrossFit I learned in the last year and that's from watching the other CrossFit athletes and seeing how they do it so for example there's uh one of the athletes Logan Altridge who I think he got a uh, third in my division in the games last year he designed this thing called the Altridge I think he calls it the Altridge arm or the Altridge strap but anyways it's his okay. last name Um, And it's a strap for deadlifting and he's missing an arm up to the shoulder. Mm -hmm. And so I remember I bought it and I was like, this is great. This will work for me, whatever. And I tried it. It didn't quite work for me, but I actually used his equipment, modified it a little bit. And then I figured out how to deadlift. So it's kind of just every single person is different. And so you kind of see what everyone else does. You try, you learn, and then you adapt for yourself. So yeah. I mean, everything, really everything in the last year, double unders I got maybe three months ago for the first time ever. That is so, <laughs> so. incredible.
2: What t- what type of adaption do you make for double unders? I'm curious.
0: Um, I use a, uh, I don't know what they officially call it, but it's a weightlifting strap essentially um, that people buy. You um, Velcro it around your wrist and oh. then it has the I don't know if it's nylon, whatever that material is, strap, uh-huh. and you um, wrap it around your wrist, and then you put it around the bar, and then it's so your grip, you mm-hmm. have better grip. Um, so essentially, I just use the Velcro part. It's just a Velcro to the, strap to hold the jump yeah. rope. Yeah, and I that don't. It's so
2: freaking impressive. <laughs> I can't do. I, I, I struggle so hard with double yeah. unders. I give you all the credit in the world.
0: Well, everyone else in my division uses the what they call the mono rope. So it's just one bar, and then the rope comes out of each end. I have tried it once it's way harder in my opinion, but everyone says once you learn it, you're going to be way better at double under. So I'm going to try and I'm going to get one and I'm going to try and relearn everything because as of now it's like, You only have one wrist momentum, and then you just try and keep it going with the other side, and it's just not efficient.
2: Yeah, so it sounds incredibly hard. Yeah,
0: it is. It's really hard (laughs) and frustrating. I can imagine. Everyone's been there where you want to throw down the rope trying to do double-unders. You get so frustrated. Yes, adaptive
2: division or regular division. Yeah, everyone. I still get frustrated. It's one of those things that's like – you get it and you have a good day of double Mm -hmm. unders like yeah i got my dubs now i'm good i'm I'm doing good and then the next day you can only do two strung together it's like what the hell is happening you
0: always know in your warm-up when you're warming up you're like oh i can do two today so that's great and then the next day (laughs) i can do 30 in a row okay maybe
2: today will be a good day (laughs) well hopefully today's my competition day yeah
0: yeah that's why the third workout that in the open that had double unders i redid three times because i knew it was just a mental thing every day Mm -hmm. and the third time was actually the best because i was just like screw it i'm gonna do as well as I'm gonna do I already did it twice and um, I think mentally not worrying about it as much made my double-unders go well so hell yeah all mental
2: so incredible Mm -hmm. Skyler I I am I'm I'm still curious though too is I tried to look up I've been I was doing my homework and I was trying to look up how they give you the standards for how you can adapt to a movement Mm -hmm. so is there like a book that you have to go off of or if you find a way to do double-unders you can you can basically make it work
0: so in general. They know you can't do barbell snatches, for example. Mm -hmm. They know you can't do barbell cleans, for example. So those are always going to be substituted with one-arm dumbbell movements. That's just blanket statement because it just snatches i mean there is potential that they could put barbell snatches and you snatch one arm mm-hmm. but i think it's kind of dangerous and i don't think they would do it i did so see we'll a few see.
2: athletes doing that and yeah. it's very impressive right. but like you said it definitely looks very dangerous, it looks dangerous like yeah. y- your 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 peak ability would be so s- right. so limited because you can't really build up weight on that
0: exactly yeah so i can do those but i'm not really focusing on that um but other than that so besides those general substitutions they will say stuff like Okay, if you're gonna deadlift, you can use a strap if you want to, mm-hmm. or if you're gonna um, do double unders, you can do two hands or the mono rope. And they don't really say how you adapt; they just say you can have two points of contact or one. One, okay. That's just okay. That's what they always do. And then everything else, it's plain and simple: one arm everything.
2: Well, I think that it's good that honestly they leave it up to your, your own ability because Mm -hmm. like you found the way that Skylar DeVault likes to do double unders and you shouldn't have to do it a certain way. I feel like if you can figure out to do double unders, Mm -hmm. whether you have both upper extremities or not, if you can conquer double unders, you should be allowed to do it however the hell you're doing it. So,
0: yeah, but then there is a fuzzy area where sometimes it's way easier or harder for some athletes, depending on where, um, like how much of an arm you have. Like, for example, if you think about burpees, they're way easier for me than someone who is missing an arm up to the shoulder. So there's certain things where there are advantages and disadvantages to each movement. So hopefully you just kind of hope it's balanced enough to where everyone has a fair the choice your shot i I think
2: crossfit tries to do that they try to make it generally terrible for everybody no matter your condition across (laughs) the board as fair of punishment as possible right so that i think it's really cool for you to be able to conquer the mental aspect as well as the physical aspect because i feel like crossfit is definitely one of those like mental very mental sports Mm -hmm. you know it's Mm -hmm. like it's kind of like to me like a track or long long distance running you don't think it's very mental, but you're inside your own mind the entire time. Just oh, like, kind of yeah. like CrossFit, you know? You don't yeah. just like, where you're playing football, of course you're still actively thinking, but it's such a like a dynamic sport. Right. You get lost in the moment. Where yeah. like CrossFit, when you're doing a 40 minute EMOM, so to speak, you have lots of time to think during that 40 minute EMOM. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: I did, I did track as well growing up. And there's nothing like walking up to the blocks for an open 400 meter run. Mm-hmm. That sick feeling you feel, just <laughs> knowing that that last hundred meters you're going to be floating like the lactic acid when you cross the finish line you're going to be on the ground dying <laughs> that anxiety is very similar to what i feel when you walk up to the first dumbbell in crossfit or the yeah. first barbell whatever whereas yeah like you said soccer i, I played soccer and you're, you're nervous when up until the whistle blows and then it's just active, you
2: know, it turns off yeah. and you're just caught up in what's exactly. changing where yeah. in CrossFit or in track, I think that's yeah. a perfect analogy you gave because yeah. I ran the 400 as well. Ugh. And that's like, that's like the first thing you think of is how that, how that bear's going to jump on your back at about the mm-hmm. 280 meter <laughs> mark. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to finish, you know, and if it's a hot day, then
0: oh good there were,
2: good luck good luck not puking at the end of that Oh,
0: i used to dry heave in the bathroom for an hour after the open four because yeah. some days you just push yourself so hard and then your body just shuts down because mm-hmm. it's that perfect length of it's a sprint but it's a long sprint and mm-hmm. you just it's horrible, yeah, but I loved it. Is. It. <laughs>
2: it is by far my favorite, my favorite event in track and yep. field. It's the thing that I look for in the Olympics. I mean, trust me, there's tons of cool events mm-hmm. and I'm a huge track and field fan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the 400, there's mm-hmm. just something about it. It's a special kind of race. Mm-hmm. And especially if you've competed in it before. And that's part of what makes me like CrossFit. People look at me like You're crazy. You like when there's 400 yeah. meters, but I kind of do. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, yeah. it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to run 400s again in yeah. some competitive form. Uh, so, so that's really cool. And, I think that you're doing such a great job at just tackling uh, CrossFit in general. What would you give to maybe a younger adaptive athlete that hasn't been, you know, trying to compete competitively? What type of wisdom or advice would you give them right now on to pursue that dream?
0: Hmm, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, I think for me, one of my biggest like personal issues has been struggling in the gym and people seeing me that's like Mm -hmm. growing up my entire life that was my worst nightmare is me trying to do something I'm struggling a little bit and people watching you and then just people thinking oh she can't do it oh she's like struggling and I don't know that was my biggest fear and I think just overcoming that by just thinking people are looking at you because they think it's cool that you can do what you can do they're not looking at you because you're struggling and that's something I've really had to always tell myself is they're staring because they think it's cool, they're not staring because they're embarrassed for you yeah you know so I would think just to a young crossFit athlete thinking like shifting the way you think. Um,
2: preach. That. No, I mean, that is that <laughs> is. Yeah, that's that's words of wisdom, you know, because when I when I watch you or any adaptive athlete conquer obstacles, I just mm-hmm. think it's the coolest thing in the world. Okay. And I would just hope that if I was ever in the position like that, I would have that type of strength and ability to, yeah. to do it as well. So those are definitely words of wise. So.
0: Well, to be honest, it's something I still struggle with every day. And um, it's funny because I, I posted this reel a while back and it blew up and it was about like wearing um, sweatshirts to hide my hand because when I was younger, I used to always wear sweatshirts to hide my hand because kids were just cruel and they'd stare and whatever. And um, it's just funny reading how many people are not funny, but the connectivity of how many people responded saying I've had the same experience. I've had the same experience. I've had the same thing. And it's just if we would all just be more just open with who we are and not worry about it, it wouldn't be as big of a deal and it's not as big of a deal as you think it is and um so yeah that's just always been something that's been an issue for me is it's just telling myself it's genuinely not that big of a deal people just watch it's just what they do yeah who cares people yeah. people watch everybody yeah. People, yeah.
2: people watch everybody <laughs> and i think i think that's incredibly incredibly brave of you to, to share those words of wisdom and it is true you know and i think I think the good news is, Skylar, the world is just starting to creep their way there. I mean, it's going to take literally forever, um, and yeah, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, you know, the the way that most people see the world is through their eyes. You know, I mean, there obviously there's people with vision impairment as well, but the first thing you do is is see things, so it's right. impossible not to notice that. But the thing is, like you said, if you can conquer your own mind, right? Yeah. You can if you can teach your own mind how to rethink that would be amazing Mm -hmm. and uh i think you're being a hell of an example right now about to go crush it to the crossfit games
0: i hope so one day if not this year next year for sure like i'm just super impressed
2: i can't believe that this is like the first time that you've ever competed in crossfit competitively i thought for sure maybe you did the open last year or something along those lines i've
0: never even done a small gym partner workout nothing nothing like that
2: that is so cool (laughs) that is so cool i remember uh I'd met you once before the Open, and then somebody had mentioned how well you were doing, and I think you were in, like, the top 15 at the time or top 10 or something Mm -hmm. right after the first workout, and I was like, holy shit, I knew knew you were good because it was, like, a 400 meters and thrusters workout Mm -hmm. that me, you, and Johan did at, like, 5 a.m., and yeah, and you were, you were cruising now. You're shaking your head. I mean, it was difficult. I mean, <laughs> that was, I was a horrible
0: <laughs> workout. I remember that. Yeah. That was horrible. And I think, yeah. I think,
2: uh, gauge even made it like extra heavy or something. Mm-hmm. Instead, of like ridiculously added weight to something that didn't mm-hmm. need added weight. Um, but yeah, so I think everybody at persistent culture is incredible, incredibly proud of you. And that's just so cool that you got to go to a place like Tennessee, which has become like, kind of like the Mecca. Of crossfit you know oh
0: it really is yeah we even went to mayhem just for fun just to go see it yeah and it's just it's crazy we went um so we went to mayhem and then went to this uh whiskey tasting place because johan wanted to try some yes and, uh, smart man yeah. i like you more <laughs> johan yeah he brought he brought a bottle home he had to get some tennessee whiskey you're in tennessee and you yeah. don't drink
2: whiskey what the hell are you doing there
0: exactly and uh the, the guy goes what do you guys do now here in cookville and we go oh we went to go see mayhem he goes oh rich froning like he's uh-huh. a celebrity in that town everyone in nashville knows <laughs> who the crossfit you i know. mean he,
2: may, he basically put the town ta- literally the town on, on the, the map, map you yep. know i don't i don't think i would have known cookville tennessee if it wasn't for rich froning and i'm mm-hmm. by far no like crossfit buff you know yeah. i enjoy it i do it and i follow the games like you said but um yeah he's uh He's the uh, male Michael Jordan side to uh, Tia Toomey. Well, I mean, Matt Fraser is obviously incredible as well. But right. yeah, so that's just that's just really cool. Um, but another part of that that intro of yours was you are an alumnus of the prestigious UCLA Bruins University.
0: Yes, this is true. Um yeah, I graduated last year. So I'm so only cool. Yeah, I'm twenty two. I'm about to be twenty three in actually two days, but um Oh yeah. well happy birthday. <laughs> <you>. Holy smokes. <laughs> Thank you. Um but yeah, so I graduated last year and I actually transferred in. So with COVID, I was only on campus for four months, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. So I really but... don't feel that strong of a bond to UCLA, but <laughs> obviously it's really cool to say I graduated from there and I yes. loved my time I was there and it was just now you get to really root for cool. them
2: every football season. along with me. Um, But you know, no, I, 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 UCLA is like my adopted uh, college Mm -hmm. since I moved to the West coast. I grew up in New Jersey, so I root root for Rutgers originally, but Mm -hmm. um, when I have to root for a West coast team, I I root for UCLA.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was really fun to watch them play basketball.
2: Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. I bet. I mean, they're, that's their killer. Yeah. The, and the pavilion is a fun place. I don't know if you ever got to go to a game there. I didn't. No, I wasn't yeah. even there.
0: Like right by the Freaking time. COVID. I know. Right <laughs> by the time I was focused in school, I'm like, OK, now I can let loose, go to a game or whatever. It was. Nope. Shut down.
2: No. Nah. So How was that? Was that a challenge for you navigating through a major university like that during COVID? I feel like that's got to be tough.
0: It, it was hard, but it was nice because my family lives 45 minutes away. I grew up in Newbury Park, so I just got to go stay home and we got a COVID puppy. And so it was really nice, nice like just being at home. and. That's I awesome. Know, yeah. So.
2: so what's the COVID puppy's name? Lacey, Lacey,
0: Lacey, German Shepherd Border Collie mix. Cool. So psycho, lot, I was lot say, of energy. I was say, that dog
2: is pumped. <laughs> yeah, a
0: lot of energy. But she's getting older now, so she's calming down a little. A little bit. bit. I was
2: gonna say she can't be that that no, old if she's little. a COVID puppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like my dog. She's like a smaller Staffordshire Terrier, mm-hmm. like a pitbull mix, and uh, she's got lots of energy. And I feel bad since we've had the kids. You know, you don't get to take her like necessarily everywhere anymore. Right. So it's like. Yeah, but the minute you take her on a bike ride, she's like she's two years old again. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) yeah.
0: Yeah. That's when anyone comes over to my parents' house, she goes psycho for 10 minutes and then just knocks out for the rest of the day. And you're like, okay, can you just average the two? Yeah. Come on. Not not so
2: much cheetah sprints. (laughs) Let's uh, pace out the energy a little bit. So that's really cool. What did you, um, what did you study at UCLA?
0: I studied economics. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I math is my pat, like was my passion in college. Um, still is, but obviously I'm not doing that as much anymore. But, uh, I was a math tutor at Santa Barbara City College, fell in love with math, um, and then I didn't know what to do that was math-related and actually applicable to the real world. So I was like, okay, economics, and I found it really logical and really, I don't know, I just really enjoyed it. It's a very logical um, uh, study. It's just everything makes sense. Once you get it, everything about the world just makes sense in a different way. So
2: Yeah, you must be low-key genius (laughs) because most people, I don't know, what was your your subject, uh, Mambo? Uh, P P, P. Nice. E or lunch, solid choice, <laughs> solid choice. <laughs> Mine. I like, I, I preferred history. Um, I, I really liked history. It's just mm-hmm. interesting learning about things. And I don't, I, I don't know history was there's something about, you know, you get to kind of read about history mm-hmm. and then put your own spin on how you feel about it. Or at least right. that's how I took history. Mm-hmm. Um, math, like you said though. Yeah, I feel like you have to be a very like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like dedicated scholar like it's it's only there's there's one way around it right there's Mm -hmm. not like two different avenues to get to the answer in a formula right right
0: well I actually think about it very differently so history for example is something I was never good at because I couldn't memorize anything it's this leader was in this country from this time to this time and they did x y and z I could never remember that but if you tell me to do anything math related it's like okay if you understand what's going on, you can derive the formula. You don't need to memorize the formula. Like, everything is just <laughs> yeah. logical to me. <laughs> yeah, if you're super, if you're super <laughs> no, smart. No, <laughs> I think, I mean, I don't know. Tutoring, I, I was able to get some some kids on board with that. But um, I don't know. I just think, I don't know. That's to cool. me, it's just very logical. I don't know.
2: I'm not surprised that you were a math tutor. That's awesome. I feel like tutoring is another thing. It's like another form of coaching. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I been on record many a times to say how noble that is so mm-hmm. that's cool that you did that and it's got to be pretty frustrating because i know like when i struggled at math i first wanted to go to school for architecture mm-hmm. and pre-calc knocked me right out of the game <laughs> you know so i'm not the, i'm gonna i think to
1: that p- does it for a lot of people math yeah honestly
2: yeah. i was like yeah designing buildings you know and i took the architecture class and you know that was my first uh my first um Subject of the day mm-hmm. when I was going to community college and it was cool, you know, we're gonna go out here and we're gonna find. You have to find, you know, like ten sticks and rocks and stuff, and we're gonna build a two story, you know, structure out of it. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. I was like, yes, this is everything I imagined. And then second period was uh, was cal and mm-hmm. I was like, man, this is not gonna work. And that's like the beginning of it. You know, you yep. got to get all the way through. So, oh yeah. So did you go through all the way tr- through trigonometry and all that stuff? Uh, What's-
0: yeah, I went. I went way past that. So there's like, oh, I, 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 I thought that was. The,
2: I thought that was the top of the tree. <laughs> there's
0: like algebra, then there's like pre calculus, then calculus, then there's a bunch of different ones. So yeah. differential equations, linear algebra, multivariable calculus. It just keeps going. Oh wow. So yeah. So I mean it's just it's really calculus is the exact same as algebra, it's just a different language. It really is. Like algebra and calculus are How so? What do you mean
2: by different language?
0: It's just you're you're solving all the same problems, but just in different ways.
2: So just diff- like the formula is just set up different, right, basically. Right, right. Like,
0: for example, you could... It's been a long time since I've done all this, so forgive me if there's any calculus genius out check.
1: there. I can't back check you on the spot, that's for sure. <laughs> we're, so. not cor- we're not going to correct you. But
0: like, for example, um, uh, a derivative of an equation is just finding the area under that equation. So, for example, you could find the area of something using algebra or you could take the derivative in calculus and you would get the area it's the same you're just solving it in different in ways different ways yeah
2: okay all right I can, that kind of makes greek that kind of <laughs> makes sense yeah that kind of <laughs> makes sense you would have to show me the greek letters right. and the exponents and the parentheses and all that stuff right. but yeah. uh it, i i think you you might be able to save me with some tutoring
1: <laughs> i got i got a meme that i think uh we fall on under uh, uh, me and you jason what do you got so it says uh the u.s is number 18 in mathematics worldwide at least we're top 10.
2: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I think we're a little bit better than that mambo. I can count, I've learned I learned to count to 10. I'm teaching my son that right now and it's uh it's a challenge to say the least. Having but, kids
1: is uh, that is that a, a subject they like?
2: No, I mean to me it's the frustrating part is, right? I'll ask Bradley to count to 10 and he'll like get stuck on 3 the first day he goes to preschool and he comes home and he can just you know he rips off to 10 no problem it's like he just wants to like mess with mom and dad so it's like and plus he's also trying to learn at home and stuff so I get it he's got all his stuff there he's got Mm -hmm. toys there and stuff he's like come on I'm trying to play here dad I'm not trying to I'm (laughs) not trying to do school here but um, it's
0: really hard for kids I feel like to know the difference between okay now we're learning and we're not playing but you know it's like for me I work remotely Mm -hmm. rolling out of bed and sitting down at my desk (laughs) two feet away does not feel the same as when i drive to an office listen to music get out of the car totally yeah it's very different
2: yeah so where i work um it kind of split up i i ended up being essential when covid all started Mm -hmm. happening so i still went to work nothing really changed too much for me um but they came out with all this techniques and stuff like that for the people that did get displaced to be remote and one of those was you know wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. get in your car, drive to go get coffee instead of making it in your kitchen or whatever or if you don't drink coffee, just drive for 15 minutes around the block, roll the windows down, play music, listen to right. whatever show you normally do and then pull up to your house and then, you know, wherever you, you have all your work. yeah, wherever you have all your stuff set up at home, move it to a different room, you know, once yeah. a week or whatever, if you have that option. Um, And now I've had a role change, and I can kind of work remotely sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it is incredibly hard. It's really hard. (laughs) It's super hard. That's why I was wondering, like, how the hell do you graduate from UCLA from learning all remotely? Like, I would need to be in one of those stadium-like room Mm -hmm. classrooms, staring at the teacher you know, dropping knowledge.
0: Yeah, so we, we actually go into the office uh, four hours a week just on Wednesday, just to be around other people. And it is hard, especially me being young. Like I feel like I need to be around more people and talking to people because yeah. it's like, I don't know, I just feel like when you get older, you've already done that, you wanna be at home, wanna be with your kids, whatever. Yeah. And for me, it's just like, no, I need to make connections and be around people. So at least we are starting to go back to the office more, which I Did you have it. this
2: job before you started working remotely?
0: uh well so i graduated in 2021 so mm-hmm. it was already remote so when i got hired i was remote the whole time yeah and then they so just started introducing so that's even office.
2: harder then that's yeah. even harder to try and have some type of a connection right. remotely like i can yeah. only imagine like yeah webex and all that stuff is great and teams and stuff but it's just it's not the same mm-hmm. uh of actually seeing someone and getting to know them and yeah and, and to me that would be even harder too. Um, like if you started a new job during the mask era and everything. And I'm, again, I understand why we did it and all that right. stuff. And I'm not saying we shouldn't have, but it was tough to me. Like you need to see people's faces mm-hmm. to have genuine interaction. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know if you're pissed off at me, smiling yeah. at me, or yeah. you know what's going on behind the mask. It's really tough to get a to get a read on people. So
0: yeah, you know what's funny is there was a study. Um, I don't know who did it, but it was that kids that were raised in the COVID era are significantly better at reading facial expressions Hmm. than everyone else. Because all you see is the face of the teacher or your peers or whatever. And so they're significantly better at that. But I'm sure worse. I don't know where that
2: benefit comes from. I know. Isn't (laughs) that that weird
0: though? But I'm sure they're worse at like some things like maybe hand gestures or who knows, random Things, yeah that's but. what
2: i'm saying so maybe they can better off reading like the upper part of your is mm-hmm. whether or not it's mad or not mm-hmm. but i mean do they have any you know maybe social angst now right. of you know talking to people or or not being around someone right. with or without a mask on so i mean i know that it had to permanently change quite a few people's lives as far yeah. as like they're like no well i'm fine with the mask i'm just gonna keep rocking it which is fine too you know yeah. what i mean anything's acceptable in the world as far as i'm concerned yeah um but you weren't like that before COVID, and now yep. you are. So, you know, it's obviously had a divine impact on on your life. So. Right. So how was it going to school? Um, would they do, like, um, group efforts of you guys, like, trying to, like, do uh, – because I always think of, like, university, right? Like, you're going to be in a group of peers, you know, working on this mm-hmm. epic project or something like that. Was there still stuff like that, or was it kind of all solo work?
0: Um, honestly, it was – you log on, you watch someone read through a PowerPoint for an hour and 15 minutes, and then you log off, and that's it. But that's also... That's tough. But also, if you think about it, if you're in a lecture hall of 500 people, which is what all my classes were going to be, it's not mm-hmm. like English or... Um, I mean, those are still big classes, but those are more collaborative. Um, so I, it still kind of would have been the same, except you would see a professor standing on the stage. So the four months I was there and the four months off were... Pretty much the pretty same, the same in, content in terms of learning. Yeah. Um, I think if, if you struggled more with learning the concepts, then it would have been way more challenging because you have office hours or you have study groups or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the friends that I did meet when I was there for the four months, we studied together all through the end. So, cool. yeah, that, w- that was nice about it. We'd get on Zoom meetings and all that. Nice. So.
2: So yeah. what are you doing with that economics degree right now?
0: I work for a uh, software tech company. Cool. Um, I work. I'm an executive assistant to the head of sales. Oh, He's, nice. Yeah. So um, we we sell a document generation software that healthcare companies buy. Basically, any communications you get from a healthcare company, um, like if you're Anthem or United, it's our software. They just automatically input data and send it out so
2: nice cool that sounds like a very good company yeah
0: yeah i'm learning a lot especially out of college i've just thrown into so much and i've learned so much so it's cool yeah
2: so do you feel like do you feel like the -the on-the-job training has accelerated your career way more than the knowledge that you gain to get to the point where you're at
0: you mean versus college
2: versus college
0: yeah i mean college is very especially economics it's very theoretical and Mm -hmm. um like you can learn an economic principle but it doesn't necessarily apply to the real world cuz there's so many other factors that go into everything. Mm-hmm. Um so economics very theoretical whereas now it's like I'm learning business every yeah. day in sales and um tech and everything. Real so,
2: numbers not forecasted right. numbers exactly. versus like the economy right now yeah. like we can say there's going to be another 7% inflation, exactly. but we don't really know. Exactly. Until the gas price goes up to $10 a gallon. Then we're like, oh <laughs> shit, they're, yep, they're, they're there it, it is. <laughs> <laughs> we were yep, right. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's cool. It, economics was always another thing that intrigued me. But again, it was always the damn math mm-hmm. holding me back, Skylar. <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: Oh, there, there were some graphs that we had to study that would have, no joke, 15 lines on it. And it'd be like, okay, tell us what's going on in the world and you just have to know what everything meant and like what one shift in one line how that would impact the whole economy it's crazy it's really cool
2: I was listening to I listened to like some NPR radio and stuff like Mm -hmm. that when I'm driving and they had an economist on there and he was talking about how like the economy is gauged differently throughout the world which I always Mm -hmm. kind of thought of you know but he was talking about the current inflation and -hmm. like what countries literally base their inflation rate off of like India is usually based off of the price per onion because it's such a big Mm -hmm. part of the economy and so many people are lie on it mm-hmm. and where mexico is based off of the price per kilo for tortilla flowers and like this is legit right. economists like saying these things and right. i always think you know i always thought like oh yeah it's always got to be based off of gas and these mm-hmm. other things but a lot of other countries you know it's not that big of a need so they don't give a shit if gas is 650 mm-hmm. a gallon so i thought that was an interesting angle that i never thought of
0: yeah there's i can't remember what it's called i've been sitting here trying to remember um But I think the way we do it is we pick, like, a certain number, let's say 100 of the top most purchased products in our country, and then they look at the, like, percent change. There are people that actually go to grocery stores and look at the label of, say, a tomato, if that's one of them, and monitor that over time. And they look at how the average price changes of all those top, let's say, 100 or 500 items have changed over time. I'm pretty sure that's how they do it. Um, Really? I can't remember what the... um, name is called for the the group of items that they pick
2: very cool it's probably some type of index or something i would imagine yeah
0: i think you're right i think it's consumer price index cpi oh yeah Yeah. cpi okay yeah Yeah. Yeah. all right that's ringing a bell Mm -hmm. i've heard of that acronym before (laughs) got it
2: um yeah so that's that's really cool i didn't know they had such a wide range of a of 100 consumer items so then that's what they would base the inflation rate off of basically i think we're at like seven percent or something right now so probably all that meaned into an average is around seven yep. percent.
0: Something like that. I mean, don't take my word for it. I'm but taking I know your that word for it. We are
2: <laughs> dropping economy 101 right here There's on the podcast. There's so many more factors.
0: But yeah, I mean, I think in general, that's how it
2: works. Yeah, yeah. I think I think in general, you're absolutely right. Um, so. Since, since COVID and all that madness kind of came up, um, I did not see you on the online workouts during uh, COVID because I don't think you're a part of persistence mm-hmm. yet. So how did you and uh, Johan, you know, get your fitness in during COVID? Was that tough for you guys?
0: We actually, well, during, so before COVID, I worked for Equinox, um, mm-hmm. the West LA one, which is like okay. the huge sports club. It was really cool. One of my favorite jobs I've ever had. Um, and so I was actually triathlon training at that time. Uh, signed up for a triathlon. <laughs> yeah, sign. Well, the only reason I did it is my biggest fear is swimming. I I'm just horrified of deep water. It's okay. just my phobia. I've Do you always, struggle
2: at swimming or?
0: Ah, uh, it's it's not that I can't swim or that I'm bad at it. It's that I'm afraid of it, so I start panicking and I can't control my breathing. Right. Okay, yeah. So that that's more what it is. But um, I signed up for a triathlon just to get myself to go in the water. So yes. that was the only reason. So I was working at Equinox triathlon training, then uh COVID shut down and or shut our gym down. And then my triathlon was still months away. And so I wasn't sure if my triathlon was going to happen. So kept training, kept just running, biking, um, mm-hmm. I didn't really swim that much, which wasn't good for everything. <laughs> the, the, the for main the one purpose. leg of the tri- yeah, the triathlon. exactly. triathlon. Um, but yeah, so then I just kept doing that even through my triathlon date. So I just triathlon trained for, I think, a year. And then um, once I realized that it was never – it wasn't going to come back, then I just kind of gave up. And then um, we joined – Johan and I joined uh, Gold's Gym okay. and tried to go back to CrossFit, okay. yeah. uh, hated it, hated every moment of it. And um, we were just calling around trying to find any gym, any yeah. CrossFit gym that would just let us do open gym because honestly, we couldn't afford like the full the price training. of the gym. Yeah. yeah. And like classes and all that. And um, I just remember we kept, we saw the Persistence Culture, uh, a group of you guys Playing beach volleyball. Yes, and, see the beach ones. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, And I just remember we were looking at them and we're like they're so cool and they're so ripped. How do we? How do we get? <laughs> you
2: don't have to fluff us up, <laughs> no, right, no, really. We were like, they're
0: so cool. How do we? We want to do that because we had just moved back to Ventura. Uh-huh. Didn't have- I didn't have a lot of friends here, and like, I was like, I need friends. Like, they look so fun. They look so cool. And um, we always just remembered that name. And then I think like a month after that, we ended up calling and they go, oh yeah, we do open gym. Yeah. Like, oh, hell yeah. We're we joining. We're <laughs> joining tomorrow see you then so and, cool um, yeah so that's how we found persistence yes. culture never look back hate well, gold Sorry. Well, right Gold's there <laughs> is a reason for beach wads to live on forever yes yeah okay
2: so i can't wait for them to come back i hope they come back next month i'm not yep. in charge of it but gauge if you're listening i think next month beach wad mm-hmm. i think it, i think it should happen
0: yeah i would love to go
2: hell yeah so that, that's awesome mm-hmm. um uh so you said sprinter in mm-hmm. uh in high school yep. and in soccer
0: yeah, so I did, in in track, I did the 4x1, the, uh, the Open 200, the Open 400, and the 4x4. Four four. And the 400 was my best event. Um, and nice. then And then in soccer, I was a uh, center defender, so sprinter again. That's always, like, my sweet spot is sprinting, so...
2: Perfect. That's yeah. what I always say. If they kick you towards the 800, mm-hmm. that means you're probably not that fast. But if mm-hmm. they put you in the 400, you're fast. You yeah. gotta be. You gotta be. You gotta be one of the faster kids on the track to run the 400. Mm-hmm. And then you also just got to be one of the most mentally strong oh. to run the 400.
0: Oh man, it's the worst just they, that, that last hundred meters. It
2: is. It really is. I think it's the last. I think it for me it was always the last like 120. I mm-hmm. say it at like the 280 mm-hmm. mark is because you're coming around that bend and mm-hmm. that's like where. Your body just wants to slow down like uh, like a bear. Like somebody once told me, like a bear jumped on your back. And it's like that's just brutal. Like you said, the lactic acid in your yeah. thighs pounding at that moment. And it's like, and then if you're in a race, you yeah. got the other kids right next to you. So oh, it's like, man. you can't slow down. If anything, you have to speed up. So oh, yeah,
0: I'm getting PTSD. No, I used, to, <laughs> I used to, Yeah, I was, I was staring off in the distance, just <laughs> thinking about it. I used to always let everyone else kind of pass me a little bit. And mm-hmm. then, because it was just so motivating for that last bit to chase, to have a chase instead yeah. of like, being in front, being like it's never gonna end. The finish line getting further and further yeah. away. So my, I always just let them pass me a little bit and then just take
2: off. And there's nothing worse than being in first when you come around that last turn mm-hmm. and slowly getting hawked by oh, somebody. Yeah, and then you lose. Yeah, <laughs> that's the, the worst. worst. That is the worst. I always I always always hated the outside lane in 400 i never wanted the Mm -hmm. outside lane because you'd always get that head start and you would always have to basically race yourself to stay up there so it's like yeah
0: physically can't go any faster No, like that feeling of your legs are just numb and you feel like you're slowly falling (laughs) Falling forward (laughs) because you have no control yeah it's just you can't go any faster so if you're getting past it's just like oh Here we go.
2: (laughs) And I feel for you running four hundreds in Newberry Park. I would imagine it's a spring sport too. So obviously hotter than hell in Newberry Park. But that's where a lot of runners come from. There's two twins right now in Newberry Park who are like the best cross country runners ever, apparently. They're like one and two in the in the country.
0: Yeah, I think they're four by sixteen hundred or something something like that broken national record. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Those kids are those kids are legit. Mm -hmm. They're like they're on I think they're up for like Gatorade National Athlete of the Year and yeah. stuff like that. They're 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 the real deal. Um, so obviously you are epic at all physical fitness that you try to do, Skylar. What do you do other than that for for fun?
0: Um a lot of things. I mean, Johan and I love to go to music festivals. That's like cool. one of our favorite things. Good. Yes, the
2: concerts are back. Yep. I'm stoked. Mm-hmm. Me and uh, me and wifey got tickets to Slightly Stupid at Santa yes. Barbara Bowl in July. Nice. I'm pumped. Yeah, and it's Isn't got that
0: where they're from too. Uh,
2: they're or from no? Sa- I think they're from San Diego. They're from okay. Ocean. I think okay. they're from Ocean Beach, San Diego. Okay, cool. That will sure. be so. Cool. But it'll be a very cool show. It's and so uh, we also love Fortunate Youth. They're opening mm-hmm. up for them. Um, I've never seen Pepper. My wife likes them, so mm-hmm. they're also there. Um, so it's gonna be sick.
0: That's super cool. That's really exciting. Yeah.
2: July 18th, Santa Barbara bowl. But yeah, I'm excited for music festivals and concerts period back, right? Coachella just Mm -hmm. happened. Um, so what's the best music festival Skylar DeVault's ever been to or concert. Okay. Okay.
0: Splash house. It's, uh, in Palm Springs. Wow. It's, uh, three hotels and each hotel has a pool in the middle and you can like stay in one of the hotels if you want, or just stay outside of them, which is what we do. And, um, you stand in the pool and there's a DJ right on the edge of the pool and you just party in the pool all day for three days and then you take the shuttle to the different hotels and they're all different, really cool venues, Damn. cool pools and wow. uh, I gotta step
2: my game up. So fun! <laughs> it sounds so way fun. better than Santa Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: June uh, the next one I think is June 10th I think, but we're gonna go to that one. It's right after the semifinals. So yes, just... you're
2: gonna be celebrating. Yeah. You're gonna get to be pumped up. They're gonna announce yeah. you as a CrossFit Games athlete at the Splash House. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah. yeah, house music all weekend long. It's so that's fun. dope.
2: Yeah, yeah that, that sounds like that sounds like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just looking forward to this summer. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to beach wads and concerts and hopefully the fair and all that stuff coming mm-hmm. back. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, all the you don't you always think the fair is like, yeah, who really cares about the fair? Every time he comes around, it's like, yeah, I guess we'll go one night or whatever. Yeah. But then when it's gone, it's like, damn, you know, mm-hmm. I kind of I kind of wish the damn thing was back. and surf rodeo, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys surf rodeo fans. Yeah, yeah,
0: I've been. Yeah, one time, I think.
2: Yeah. yeah really so cool. I'm hoping that that comes back this mm-hmm. year. So I'm stoked for all that stuff.
0: And there's fried Oreos at the fair. See? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's huge. <laughs> the best
2: thing I ever got at the fair was a fried jelly donut, spicy chicken sandwich. That's
0: Ooh. a lot of flavors. Yeah.
2: wow. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was bomb though. Cause like the jelly in the, in the fried donut went well with the spicy chicken sandwich that was in mm-hmm. there, but that was at the San Diego fair. That's when I lived down there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. Um, one thing that did not go away, though, even through COVID, is every episode, we ask our guests a random question from Mambo. Okay. All right, Skylar. So I'm excited. Here is your random question from now, Mambo. this is,
1: I think, the most random question ever. Yes. And I, I okay. struggled to find one, so I just, like, search one randomly.
2: Okay. Random search of a random question. I'm nervous. Yes.
1: <laughs> if you could only use one word for the rest of your life, what word would you choose? Wow.
0: Oh, man. Um, probably yes.
2: Oh, that's risky, though. That's <laughs> that risky, is though. very risky. Well,
0: I mean, because you can just ignore... Mm, I don't know.
1: I would pick another one because you, you could still nod your head. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. I mean, uh. I guess. I'm thinking no communication whatsoever.
2: Yeah. yeah, I guess I didn't think of the gestures, too. Yeah. Because, yeah, so then you could do a no and yes. You got those covered. I um, don't know.
0: No. I have no idea. Do you guys know what I'm you I'm going would
2: do? I would go I think I would go with fantastic. I'm a big believer in the saying that perception is reality. Uh-huh. So no matter how my day's going or what's going on in life, you know, when people ask me how I'm doing that day, I always, you know, tell I'm fantastic or mm-hmm. spectacular or something different.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, even when I'm in a shitty mood, you know, I don't portray it. I try to say that. So I feel like fantastic would be a good word for me to say. To, you know, elevate my mood, elevate my feelings, and hopefully elevate the other people around me. So mm-hmm. I would go with I would go with fantastic. I think.
1: See, I was wow. thinking I was thinking like uh, love. Oh damn! Because, yeah, because the fear of not being okay. able to tell your your kids or your wife or Man. your family, but you could you could hug them or you know. And do You it went with the
2: G answer though, so right it's, there with yeah, love. Yeah, wow. yeah, made it make me look like a <laughs> but, buster. No, 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 I said yes.
1: <laughs> no, but it's still it's still like like. like I'm still having trouble choosing a certain word. Yeah. Because you could still show love by hugging someone. That's true. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That is true. And then I was thinking of a swear word, and I was like, nah, that's not cool either. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm also thinking hungry, but maybe I'm just hungry.
2: (laughs) Oh, but that's true. Yeah. That's true. I'm definitely hungry, too. We usually always are on this show, but uh, yeah, hungry is a good one. Yeah. All right. So we got love, fantastic, and hungry. I think I think we'll be all right if yeah, we roll well, together. I, mean, I think if we roll together, I think we would be able yeah, to get a whole commu- vocabulary, yeah, exactly. everything you get need, some communication <laughs> down, to communicate little communication. All right. So, did you eat some food while you're out in Tennessee? I
0: did. Um, we you had get? some chicken sandwiches that were delicious. This place called Hattie B's has amazing reviews. So okay. We had to try it. It was really good. Lived
2: up to the reviews, I take it then?
0: Yeah. And then, nice. yeah. And then, other than that, um, just a lot of like really good American food. Nice. Like good pizzas, good burgers, good. You know, cool. there's a
2: reason stuff. to do CrossFit in Tennessee. You got to mm-hmm. work. You got to work that calories off. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been to Tennessee for a while. I have cousins from from Tennessee. And uh, I went there when I was like 10 for one of their weddings and I haven't been back. But mm-hmm. I was thought it'd be a cool place to go with the mountains in there. I feel right. like Tennessee's got a little bit of everything. It's got the city life. It's got the mountains. It's got from
0: yeah. what I could tell good people. Yeah, I was really happy because we, we originally weren't going to get a rental car. And then I was so happy we did because it was just really cool to drive around and see like Vanderbilt or go see just the middle of nowhere yeah. like on the way to cookville it's just there's nothing around it's just really cool to see a different environment different houses everything's like a lot of things are old and it's just i
2: don't know it's really yeah. cool to
0: get to explore and do
2: it on your agenda you know exactly. what you and johan want to go see not yeah. not anything that somebody else is trying to direct you exactly to. so yeah that's that's really cool do you guys get to travel often
0: we do. I think we've been to we just counted the other day. We've been to 15 states together in nice. four years. So
2: Damn, yeah, we've, yeah we've you traveled guys ain't messing around. around. Yeah. What's the, what's the best state so far?
0: I mean, I guess it depends on if the question is the best time you've had or your favorite state. Because I think the best time we've ever had was going to Oregon in the summer. Okay. Um, and just, um, we visit his dad, so they have dogs and stuff. And we'd take their dogs to the river and just go sit by the river for hours. And oh, it was yeah. just so fun. They're just dogs swimming all over in the river and just getting crazy. And it's just such a slow, like, just really calm place to be. Just get to enjoy the yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. Hell, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's probably the best trip we've ever been on. But okay. we have another state we're going to in two weeks. We're gonna go to Texas for a wedding. So, Texas, yeah, never been to Texas. Never
2: been. Me neither. So who's getting married?
0: Uh, his friend from college. Oh, so, cool. That's gonna yeah. be fun. Yeah, they have yes. a big budget wedding, so it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> what time?
1: What what uh, month are you going?
0: Uh, we're going. I think May fifth, whatever next. Not next weekend, but the next. Okay. The one after.
2: Oh, cool. So it's coming up. Yeah.
0: Haven't nice. bought our tickets yet. We always do this.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but sometimes it's better to wait for them last second mm-hmm. deals, though. I always thought it got super expensive at the end. But mm-hmm. now I think they're desperate to fill these planes up that at the end they do like a flash sale. Right. So, yeah, it's not always the worst move. You guys might be onto something.
0: Right. Hopefully.
2: Yeah. What part of Texas is it?
0: I, have, I don't even know,
2: to be honest. I'm awesome. not sure. Those are the best trips. <laughs> you guys are just going to pack your yeah. bags, head to LAX, <laughs> buy your tickets at the counter, go old school. So this yeah. is
1: going to be what, 16th state or?
0: 16th
2: uh, state. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think go. so. Yeah. Nice.
0: Yep.
2: Good for you guys. I, I I personally love you and Johan. You guys are always in great moods when you're in the gym. And you. like you mentioned earlier, you guys just mesh perfectly together. So. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks.
0: So, He's a lot of my positivity and light in this world. So I'm very grateful for him. And Hell yeah. Yeah. He's great.
2: That's awesome. That's what everybody needs. And uh, you wouldn't even need to use one word then, you know, you got what yep. you need right there. So that's really cool. And you know what? Persistence Culture has got everything that we need within the buildings, but we are super stoked to have you as a member of Persistence Culture, Skylar. Thank you. I'm super glad that you saw us at Wad. All right. You heard it from me and Skylar first, Gage, next month, <laughs> Wad number one, um,
0: Yes, Gage, please. I want to go. I'm not good at volleyball, but I try really hard. I that, promise.
2: That's it. That's all we want is effort. But I can't wait to see your effort in the semifinals, Skyler. It was fun getting to talk to you and get to know you a little better. And uh, yeah, it's been a blast. I can't wait to watch you keep kicking ass.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me and looking forward to the beach wad. Yeah.
1: All right. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Make sure you guys give us a follow on Instagram at Persistence Culture. Keep moving.
2: Skyler, you are a pro.